0: the Connecticut Eastern Railroad Museum off Bridge Street in Willimantic. They have Railroad Day coming up this Saturday from 10 to 3. Who better to talk about that than the old train man himself, Ray Axelrod. Ray, good to have you back. Thanks for joining me today. Tell the folks what Railroad Day is all about Saturday.
1: Hey, Wayne. Yeah, thank you. Um, Railroad Day is our biggest celebration of the year. It's a, basically an operating day, and we do a lot of trains. We have demonstrations. We'll be demonstrating the turntable, probably the uh, old, the replica of the old signal that used to be at Bridge Street to give people an idea what how that worked. And we'll have food, and we'll have bands, and the Children's Garden Railroad, and probably face painting from Eastern, I believe. And it should be a real nice day. That's 11 to 3, 55 Bridge Street at Willimannock. Make sure if you're trying to put in the um, the Google map, do not put in the Railroad Museum. Put in Railroad Museum, 55 Bridge Street, because if you don't, it'll locate you into the cemetery and try to turn you in there, and you'll go around in circles.
0: Well, there's no trains at the cemetery?
1: That That, that no one... No one's leaving the station at the cemetery that I
0: know of. All right. Well, by the way, you also used the phrase just now, Ray, of an old turntable.
1: Well, I have
0: one of those here too. I used to have two of them. Now there's a computer where one of them was. It goes at 45 RPM, it goes at 33 RPM. But when you train guys, use the word turntable. Yours doesn't go at 45 or 33. And I just had this discussion with somebody about two weeks ago. I had to explain the concept of what a turntable is. You you actually have a really nice display of that at the Railroad Museum. Tell people what a turntable means when it comes to railroad talk and why if they go to Railroad Day, or should I say when they go, on Saturday, they should take a look at that and appreciate how special it is that you've got a display of an actual railroad turntable. All
1: right. Well, when you play with big toys, it's hard to move them around. And when you've got to store them in in a... Think of a roundhouse as a garage. And you're basically turning the turntable to each door. So that you, it's basically like the Lazy Susan in your cabinet, just it's for train toys. And... You can locate a piece of railroad equipment or turn it completely around. It's balanced so lightly that that thing can get going in the wind. And it's basically, once you get it going, it will move, and most of the effort is to keep it under control and stop it.
0: And that's relatively new to the museum, isn't it? I remember when you installed that, I don't know, it seems like 20 or so years ago, but uh, how did you get that? That's not the original one that was here back 100 years ago, is it?
1: The roundhouse was taken down, we figure, about 1928, 1932. The New Haven raised it. They, You know, it was basically it was surplus as far as insur- building insurance purposes for the railroad. And then coming of World War II, they scrapped the turntable here at Willamannock. So we actually bought a turntable that had been in webster Mass, and was down at the Ederville Railroad and had to load it by truck and bring it here and then scrape it and paint it and locate a new bearing for it. And the, all that was left was basically the brownstone turntable pit, which is the, the stones around the outside. And you have a guide rail that goes on a new row of stones that helps the thing balance and not tip down too
0: far. You mentioned the Edaville Railroad. That's out on Cape Cod or toward Cape Cod in Carver, Massachusetts. But inquiring minds want to know, that's a big thing. How do you get it from there to here?
1: It was a 100-mile or more trek by a big trailer truck. Pieces? In pieces, yeah. It was basically the turntable itself came on one truck, And then you also have the ring rail that goes around that was probably loaded below that or alongside.
0: What else is of interest at the Railroad Museum? And specifically, I'm wondering, what in the last year or two have you added to your display?
1: We've done more track work right around and improvements to the museum. And the the Garden Railroad is relatively new. We also have the... um, Mary Lou DeVivo, when she was a member, she had purchased the little locomotive that, model that, we, that kids could climb through that was up at G&L Christmas Barn, and we've added, we've added a tender, we've added a, a freight car, we've added a, a um, tank car sp- sponsored by, what, by Benders? I know was one. There's the a car sponsored by the Chronicle. That the kids can kind of crawl through and climb on a little bit. At Railroad Day,
0: do you give train rides, Ray?
1: We're giving train rides throughout the day, from right from 11 to 3.
0: And what will be the actual vehicle that the rides will be given on?
1: There's a flat car that was a former Central Vermont flat car, and that has benches on it and outside rail. We use that, and we'll be going through the 4052 CB caboose, which, if Bev happens to be listening, Duke was hiding out there for many years working on the caboose. Duke York put in like 2,000 hours just on that caboose.
0: Speaking of Duke, he'll be there in another form on Saturday, won't
1: he? Hat playing music, train songs and other songs of, of rock and roll era.
0: The one I want to hear is Casey Jones. Do you think that's on his itinerary?
1: I think we can try to place it. Of course, if you come down, you can you can tell him yourself.
0: All right. We'll knock on his door and tell him the story. Because that's a great song, and it's a great story. How about vendors? You'll have vendors there, but I'm curious. Will these be people selling train-related things?
1: We have. We have a couple of vendors send, selling train-related items and small collectibles, and there may be a couple more people I'm not sure that we're not sure of yet. Yeah, that tentatively reserved.
0: Railroad Day at the Connecticut Eastern Railroad Museum is this Saturday from 11 until 3. Their biggest deal of the year. Is there an admission charge, Ray?
1: There is an admission charge. Seven dollars for adults, and about three for kids. And then the train ride itself is, is $3 piece.
0: You said there'll be demonstrations going on. That's demonstrations, again, of railroad-type things. Give me some examples of what the demos will be doing.
1: Operating the turntable, moving around some of the equipment, also demonstrating the signal from Ridge Street, what's known as the Gallo signal. I'm not going to explain that. You have to come to the railroad museum to find out. Basically, it sort of looked like an old gallows, because the guy, the crossing protection man had to go up with lanterns and position the arms of the signal, so there's a stairway up to a little landing, so it could be seen further down the track from Bridge Street.
0: So much for you're not going to tell the story. You just told the story. Hey, while I'm on that topic, uh, a little bit down the road a piece, October, Ghost Town, Shadows of the Past, Nightmare on Main 2022. There's been some great events that have gone on for Nightmare on Main over the last couple of years. I've done a couple of them too, but now the railroad museum's getting involved. What is Ghost Town Shadows of the Past in October going to be, Ray?
1: We're we're going to actually host the Nightmare on Main program this year. They'll be work after railroad day. They'll be working to set up more of their stages and equipment for the for the Nightmare on Main, and that runs through October. So that that we're very excited to get that because that's a, both a great publicity item and it's a fundraiser for the museum, for the general museums in the area.
0: That sounds like a fun event. It always is a fun event, but now the Railroad Museum is getting involved. What types of things do you find the kids like the best at the museum?
1: Train rides, running around, using the Garden Railroad going on the Garden Railroad, just seeing trains. What's more exciting than seeing trains?
0: Well, I have to admit that they go by and back of our place here all the time. And when I'm in the, either the back of the building or the parking lot, and one of those trains comes through, I stop and I look. And if I see the engineer, I wave, and he waves back and things like that. Uh, Even as a big kid, I still am enamored by trains. And I'm I'm guessing, Ray, that pretty much sums you up, doesn't it?
1: Yep. Some people accuse me of never growing
0: up. Yeah, you and I are alike in that category. Let me look at the big picture here, because Willimantic was such a big railroad hub back a 100 or so years ago. We just talked a week or so ago about Teddy Roosevelt coming to town, one of three presidents who came to town. How'd they get here? Well, they got here by the trains, of course. But we also just had the anniversary of Connie and Diane and the massive 1955 floods. Can you just do a little talk about the effect those floods had on railroads in Connecticut, including railroading here in Willimantic.
1: well you you've got to figure when the, when the hurricanes hit it it did flooding and tidal damage down along the shoreline so there's damage to the shoreline there was damage to the to the airline route up through Putnam, and of course all the probably all the other routes through the area, but for the airline there we were still getting three passenger trains each way a day coming through Willimannock from Boston to New York. It was kind of a slow train. It would go Boston down through Putnam, Willimannock, Hartford, down to Berlin and off through Waterbury down to Bridgeport, you know, but it hit, they hit the back towns. So we still had that service. And when the bridge washed out of Putnam, they canceled that service. That was the end of that in October of 55, they actually tore down the station and sold some of that area to the town for the parking lot.
0: Well, I'm not complaining because that's why we have rail trails now, and I'll be on one of them later on today. But I do think about it this time the time, including when we had the anniversary a few weeks ago of the flooding and the bridge in Putnam. Because that bridge in Putnam coming down, that was the X factor. That is why rails stopped coming through Putnam and eastern Connecticut. Why didn't they fix it or rebuild it?
1: Well, they, they, they McGinnis, Pat McGinnis was president of the railroad. He came to Olamanica, and they did say, oh, it's a very important route. We're going to rebuild, blah, blah. But they probably spent so much money, and the New Haven was already having financial problems in the 50s, they probably spent so much money on the shoreline and other routes that carried a lot more freight, and then came to that and said, well— we're going to suspend service. You know, a
0: friend of mine, uh, Mansfield Dave, told me, he used to live up there, and he said that you have this perception the entire bridge came down. He said, no, half of it was still there, but of course it was out of commission, so it didn't all come down. Is that what you've heard?
1: It, yeah, well, you could go up even, even in the 90s, two, set, two spans of the bridge were still there. It's one that came down, the West End piece span came down and was kind of was set, the West End was set on the ground.
0: And that was the bridge that essentially was what is now the Airline North Trail, which comes through Willimantic and then becomes the Airline South Trail to Lebanon, Colchester, East Hampton. I think it now has an extension out toward Portland. I haven't expl- explored that one yet, but that's not connected to the Hop River Trail. So, what did the Hop River do?
1: The Hop River Trail—it's actually connected right by the Railroad Museum, because there's that trail piece that goes under by Mackey's. And cuts over to the Airline Trail.
0: So trains could come, for example, Putnam Willimantic, to the Hop River and go toward Hartford, Manchester, in that area.
1: Yeah, they well they could they could actually come from Colchester or you know East Hampton, Columbia, and go around the Y and head toward Hartford.
0: Hey, another little off topic thing: they've got the Last Green Valleys Walktober coming up, and I know you. I've been actively involved in that over the years. I've actually been with you on a couple of them. In fact, it was one in 2015 where I first discovered the Hop River Trail, and that literally, literally has changed my life. But uh, are you doing anything for this year's Walktober? I'm doing about
1: nine walks. Oh, is that all? <laughs> we'll have two walks at the Railroad Museum, doing a walk in Thompson, one at Bolton Notch, one in Chaplin, one at Hop River, and one over at the Columbia Lebanon line area off of pine street
0: impressive i appreciate your participation in walktober and also for keeping the railroad museum alive down off bridge street and you can use your gps but you know what just go down bridge street when you're heading south once you get over the railroad tracks take your first right Do i get that right and then just take a right and you go down
1: there and bridge. there's parking down there right and in case you are using the gps it's 55 bridge street all righty
0: A lot of good things going on Saturday, 11 to 3, at the Connecticut Eastern Railroad Museum. And they'll be having rides and food and demonstrations and vendors and kids stuff. Duke York with the music. It's all coming up Saturday, 11 to 3. Always good to catch up, Ray. Thanks very much. Thanks, Wayne. Bye-bye. Thanks.